Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. I can't believe we are at the tail end of June. Like, how... I don't know if it's just me. I've had so many amazing personal things happen this year. Uh, So maybe it's just me, but I feel like time has just been flying this year so far. So I'm just, it's a million degrees here in Austin, by the way. I don't know wherever you all are in the country. Um, But yeah, we're in the full, full swing of summer and What else is hot other than the weather here? Uh, It's been so incredible to see the L&D job market just boom. And I know so many of you listening are in in some phase, possibly, of an L&D career transition. And just know that right now, the not only the quantity of jobs, but the quality of jobs that are out there is unparalleled from what I've seen in my I mean, now it's been 12, 13 years in L&D and just seeing the, just seeing, yeah, like I said, the quality of roles, the differentiation of roles, the specialization, at the same time, the generalization, there's just so many opportunities out there. And even the last like two weeks, I've had five clients with job offers. We're talking like 15, 20, 30K raises over their previous roles, um, everything from getting out of the classroom into their first L&D role all the way through high level L&D leadership. Um, it's been so, so incredible to see that on top of just the interviews that are going on inside of my groups right now, the high level conversations that are happening. Um, and I think so much of it is lending itself to this boom that we're seeing in the the talent development space and now more than ever companies are realizing that hey if we really want to retain good talent we have to focus on developing them and yeah I'd love to see I'd love to see that trend going for us uh, also really really excited I for so many of you who listened to last week's episode um, signed up for LED career summer camp I I was not, I mean, I was shocked in a good way, but um, my DMs on LinkedIn went insane. Um, and there's like 30 of you in camp already. It's insane. So if you are interested in joining LD Career Summer Camp, um, it is going to be next month. It's going to be the 24th to the 28th. We are, it's not going to be a conference, but it'll be virtual. Uh, but every session that you attend will be experiential, interactive. Um, you'll walk away. It's all going to be activity-based. So you're going to walk away with all, every different session that you attend. Uh, it's going to be be all activity-based. So you'll walk away with something tangible at the end of each one. I've been talking to some of the presenters, the speakers, the counselors, as we shall call them, uh, already some people who I'm, I'm going to have join us and I have some more to announce in the next couple of weeks. But uh, what I was saying is that I don't just want people to be able to 
take something away to go applying, while that is important, I want y'all to be able to apply something in the actual moment and walk away having completed something. So some of the sessions we're going to do are going to be around finding your niche. They're going to be around creating your resume profile statement. We're going to look at, you know, building out your personal board of directors as far as your networking goes. So we're going to look at so many, all the aspects of your L&D career transition, as well as invite some people in who are my dear friends uh, who are really knowledgeable in, in the L&D space to up-level you as well. So it's going to be a complete and utter amazingly fun time um, while also preparing you for that next step in your career. So we're going to look at um, how do we provide some ease and some fun into this uh, and make it really experiential. So um, we're going to have several sessions each day so you'll be able to plug into what is aligned with you Um, lots of different activities we're also going to focus around wellness especially in career transition I think it's so important that we're taking care of ourselves I'm going to have some friends come Um, we're going to do yoga classes we're going to have meditation we have life coaches coming in to talk about um, more particular like mindset mindset things that we're going to focus on. Um, So it's not just going to be straight, 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 you know, strategy, strategy, strategy all day long. We're really going to focus on the mindset and the support part of things too. So um, right now it's at an insane price, um, $99 for the full week. It's insane, but I'm going for it and I'm excited and you're excited. So if you are interested, please DM me. Uh, That link um, is up, but it's not available to the public yet. Um, Once it does go live, it's going to be $199. So if you want to get into it for $99, come and DM me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email, hello at theoverhinder.com, and I will get that link to you and you can come join us in summer camp. I'm so excited. Um, Also happening in July, so that's the end of July 24th through 28th, also happening in July um, right after uh, the 4th of July timeframe, uh, I am doing the first ever ACE the Interview live series. So we are going to be together for, I think about two weeks. I, I've built it in a week, week and a half. To, and we're really going to look at how do we not only prepare for the interviews, but show up to the interviews ready to go and not only show up to the interviews ready to go but what do we do after the interviews to make sure that we're standing out so it's going to be a a full approach really immersive i'm looking at doing this a little bit differently than i normally do my live programs uh, I want to give you an opportunity to practice, to play around with things, to have fun with things as well. Uh, so AC interview is going to be uh, next month, so in July. If you are interested in that, that is also on pre-sale right now. So feel free to shoot me a DM and get all that information. Uh, information about that will start to go live next week. It'll it'll launch officially. But if you are looking to learn how to ace the interview, come and join us inside that program. And what I'll say is this, even if you're not in the interview process right now, this will be so, so, so incredibly beneficial to you because it's going to show you what you need to do. So come come interview time, you are ready to go. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. We're actually going to kind of talk about it in today's episode too, but one of the biggest misconceptions is that, you know, in order for me to be able to, you know, what what I'm learning has to be in in the moment of when it's actually happening. But especially when it comes to interviews, but what I tell a lot of my clients is the more that we can do the prep on the front end and get prepared when that interview comes, we're not going to get stuck in that over-preparing mode or feeling like we have to spend, you know, 15, 20, 30 hours in that week preparing. So there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to do that are going to focus on overall preparation. And then I'll give you those tidbits on what you do for individual interviews too. So interested in ace the interview live please dm me if you are coming to camp please dm me happy to give you all the information um also too if you're not on linkedin for whatever reason that's fine you can email me hello at the overnight trainer.com and i'll make sure to get you both of those links okay 
on to today's episode. I'm really, really excited about this. This has been on my mind since February. So I think I talked about this back in February, but I was speaking at Andy Storch's talent development think tank conference in Sonoma, which was such an amazing experience. And I'm just so grateful for it too, because it allowed me to debut this this thought and this process around um, what it looks like to to find our next our our next move and to get clarity on what that looks like for us and how we can start to get there and craft that blueprint. And I was really fortunate that he gave me two different time slots. So I was able to present it back to back. Uh, he had there there were simultaneous sessions happening or uh, going on at the same time. And so people did have to choose. Uh, there were three sessions going on at the same time. So um, you could choose for me and then two other incredible speakers too. So I was up, I was up against some serious competition to get people in. But I was so grateful that um, both of my sessions were, were packed full and just such intentional people. What was so interesting though is at the end of my second session, I was cleaning up my room. Uh, for those of you who have been in sessions with me, you know, like post, post-its and index cards and markers and all the things, right? So I'm cleaning up my room and this woman comes in and she says to me like, oh my gosh, like everyone is talking about your session. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. And she said, I'm regretting not coming. And I was like, oh, like why, like why didn't you come? And she said, I thought that in order to come to your session, I needed to be unhappy in my current job. And it really, that really stuck with me. And I you know, I think so many people think like that, right? That in order to start to think about what's next for me, I have to wait to this breaking point of being unhappy where I currently am. And I think American society tells us that, right? Like societally, we're, we're told that like, you know, you work and you're grateful for your job and all, and all those things can be true, right? Like, but you work, you're grateful for your job and you're happy that you have a job and you know, you, you get to go to work every day and you get this paycheck and, you know, it's not until we're unhappy or we feel undervalued or, you know, overworked. And then at that point, then, then we're given permission, essentially, right? Permission to go and look for a new job. And I've been thinking about this idea for so long in regards to like that, how much, how, how programmed we are to think that in order to think about our next step, we have to be unhappy where we currently are. And when we're in that place, which so many of us are, I've been there, all right, like a majillion times. And when so many of us are, are coming from that place of I'm, I'm in my next role and I'm looking for my next role because I'm unhappy, we tend to get into this mindset of running from instead of running towards. And I've talked about that on the show before. And if you work with me, you know I, I ask this question a lot. And when we're running we're running from, right, we're, we're trying to exit a, a situation that's no longer fulfilling us. So whether it's a toxic work environment, we're not getting paid enough, where the work just isn't inspiring anymore, we don't like our coworkers or our boss, right? The list can go on and on of what the things are that we might be running from. But when we think about it, what happens is when we run from, a lot of times, it's very easy for us to be blinded going to the next role just because we're 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 looking in the rearview mirror, so we're not actually looking ahead at what we're what we're choosing. So maybe in that case, we weren't you know we weren't getting paid enough at our last organization, and then the, you know you didn't work well with your boss and it's toxic work environment. But if you're running from, you might get clouded by oh here's this great salary. I'm not even gonna you know I, subconsciously I'm not thinking about you know oh the the manager or, you know the the work environment right we're not asking those questions to get all those answers because because the that kind of carrot is dangling in front of us and that's okay 
right? So that, that this isn't a, a bad thing to be running from. And oftentimes, sometimes actually, we need to run from in order to run towards too. So sometimes we have, we have to get out of such, such a bad situation that we have to run from and take take what's in front of us so we can recalibrate and run towards. But when we're running towards something, what we're able to do is be really, really intentional about where we're at right now and how we utilize that to move us forward. Instead of trying to run away from it, how do we capitalize on what's happening in our life right now, in our career right now, and using that to spring forward. And so the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of times when we wait until we break, we wait until we're broken down, unhappy, unfulfilled, in a toxic work environment, like when we wait until that moment, we often find ourselves running from. And what I really want us to start doing through this episode, just even in our own careers, is starting to think about what does the next step look like for me while I'm still at a place of happiness or I'm still at a place of content? I just spoke last week Uh, The Offbeat community, for those of you that are familiar with Offbeat, they invited me to come in to speak about career development. And before I kicked off, I asked, I said, where are are you all at right now in in your career, your own career development or transition? Are you looking for a new role? Are you happy with where you are? Are you kind of considering what's next? And it was a mix between people who were looking for their next role and happy where they currently are. And it was interesting because I, I kept talking to the people, the career transitioners like knew what was up, right? Like they're like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm into this, like I'm into this four part, this four part success code you're talking about, Sarah. But I could tell that the people who were happy in their roles, that they were starting to think about how this connects to them now, but there's that disconnect, right? So I was really inspired to create this episode because I want anyone who's listening no matter where you are right now in your L&D career, it's important to think about what comes next for you. And what comes next for you doesn't necessarily mean that's coming next for you in a month, right? Or that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be something that means you're leaving your current company or even your role, right? We can talk about expanding what on your current responsibilities and things like that. But one of the things I wish, if I could go back and tell myself throughout my career, One of the things I would tell myself is to not wait until I'm unhappy or unfulfilled or bored or feeling underpaid or overworked to start to think about what's next for me. So whether you are in your career transition right now and you're already there and you're like, hey, I I am already unhappy, I'm already overworked, I'm already underpaid, that's totally fine, right? I've been there. Many of you listening are in that same boat. But for those of you who are like, hey, I'm happy where I'm currently at and I'm you know, just listen to this podcast to listen to this podcast, right? It's important to start to think about and putting yourself in that position of what would happen if I thought about what was next for me from a place of enlightenment and a place of happiness and a place from, you know, being content with where I am. For those of you that are in a career transition, what I encourage you to do is once you are in your new role, to come back and consider these things. Because what also happens, and I see this time and time again, is we get into our new role, and all of a sudden, we forget about all the things that we've done to get us there. We let networking go by the wayside, our personal brand go by the wayside, our L&D niche go by, all of those things, we let it go by the wayside and we don't stop and think about, hey, how do I continue to progress forward? So what I really want to talk about today, I know it was a long introduction to this, but I, I really want to kind of set the stage there. This is for everyone, depending, no matter where you are in your L&D career or in an L&D career transition, that these are things to start to think about 
when you get to a place of, oh, I'm content, like I'm content, I'm happy, amazing, what are the things we start to think about just to mentally prepare us and get us ready for what may be next in our career? So I want to go through kind of a list of reflection questions, and you can utilize this too as journal prompts. If you want to pause me while you're listening to this, that's totally fine too. But the first thing I want you to think about when you are content with your role, maybe you're not thinking about you know your next job or your next step yet. What I want you to ask yourself, and this is something that you can do on a monthly basis, you can do this on a quarterly basis, right? But making sure that you're coming back and checking in with yourself enough. But asking yourself, where am I gaining the most energy from my work right now? And this is an important question to ask because what this gives us the answer to is, what do you want to keep doing? And what we're since we're focusing from a place, we're coming at this from a place of contentness and happiness, it's not so much harping on what we don't want to do, right? It's really looking at what are we already doing that we're enjoying that's giving us energy? And what will that now look like as I continue to progress in my career? So this allows you to identify and answer the question and figure out what are the things in your career that you want to keep doing, right? These are the things that you've kind of collected into your into your box of skills or interests, whatever that looks like for you, activities, things that you're creating, things that you're doing, that you're putting those into your, into your box that you want to carry with you into that next step of your career. Now, this will, not I'm going to say might, this most likely will change for you as your career evolves. I've told this story before, but for many, many years, when I answered that question, where am I gaining the most energy, it was facilitation. And then as my career progressed and I started to learn new skills and gain new interest, facilitation wasn't top of mind for me anymore. In fact, it actually wasn't giving me energy. It was draining me in, in many ways. I got to come back to it from a different lens later on in my career. But in those moments in my life, I look back now and I, if I would have reflected on this question, it would have saved me a lot of heartache. It's a dramatic word, but moving forward in my career because I kept putting myself in situations where I was constantly facilitating even though it was draining my energy. I was putting myself there and I was known as a great facilitator and that's what I was, that's what I was, the leg I was standing on versus being able to ask myself where am I actually gaining the most energy and that was in managing programs. That was what was actually giving me the most energy. But because I didn't stop to think about that, it wasn't until I was completely burnt out from facilitation, like completely, completely burnt out, that I just froze one day and I was like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. Right? I was already at the, my, the, the wick had burned. I was already at the end. And it took me a while then to really start to figure out and unpack what is it that was giving me energy. So I want you to ask yourself, especially in those moments where you are content, where you are happy, where you do feel good about the work that you're doing, asking yourself, where am I gaining the most energy? Another question I want you to ask yourself is, what do I want to grow my knowledge or expertise in? And this allows you to think about how and where and in what direction you want to be developed in. And this is important to know because you can then kind of further dive in and, and see like, is this something that's open to me where I am now? If you want to continue to grow your knowledge or your expertise in leadership development, but that's not something that your company necessarily is doing or interested in doing, you get to start to think about, okay, like what does that development look like for me? Where can I, where can I go to learn more about that? That might be in a new role. That might be that you're taking a course or you're joining a program or you're going back to school for a certificate, whatever that looks like, right? But 
being able to ask yourself, what do I want to grow my knowledge or my expertise in allows you to create this development plan for yourself. So that way, when the time comes around where you're like, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm not really feeling fulfilled where I am because I really want to be focusing on developing leadership development, that you're not in that critical point where you're like, well, now I'm unhappy and I don't have this skill or the expertise at the level I want to have it in. And now I have to stay where I am unhappily and also figure out how I'm going to develop in this skill. But what we could do is we can start to mitigate that and give you that purpose, whether it's internally or externally. Sometimes we have to seek out our own opportunities externally if our company's not going to provide them. Doesn't make it a bad company. Doesn't make it a company that, you know, you have to quit immediately. But if you know that there's a certain piece or a certain topic that you have interest in that you want to grow your knowledge and your expertise in, starting to think about how you want to be developed in that and where are you going to get that from. And sometimes that means that, oh, other companies will pay for this for me or will allow me to do this, right? And you can start to start to think about in your mind of what that might look like to go somewhere else. Uh, but again, it comes back to the idea of that cr- being able to create your own personal development plan while you're still fulfilled, while you're still content, without waiting until you get to that breaking point. So the first question is, where am I getting the most energy from what you're currently doing? And the second question, what do I want to grow my knowledge or expertise in? Now, the third question is, what values do I get to amplify within my work? So being able to think about what your core values are, what your uh, what your code of conduct, right, what your, your ethos is, and being able to think about what values day in and day out are you, are you getting to amplify through the work that you're currently doing. You know, for example, maybe a core value of yours is innovation or creativity, and you look and every day you're allowed, you know, a lot of creativity, a lot of innovation. Maybe a core value of yours is autonomy or respect, right? And you're given a lot of respect in your current role right now or a lot of opportunities to work autonomously. Thinking about that, like what are those core values and how do I get to amplify them in your work? And that allows you to think about, A, if you're answering the question and you're like, uh, none of my core values, it does start to get your wheel spinning of like, is this the right company for me? Maybe you're in the right role, but not the right company. But if you are thinking about the values that you have and that the ways that you're able to amplify them in the current role that you're in, start to think about what's what's next. And maybe that means that if this is the right company for you, what opportunities are there to grow within the company? I think a lot of people, when they think about their next career move, they automatically assume they have to leave where they currently are. And I have so many clients who come to me thinking that, and at the end of the day, they actually stay where they are and are able to negotiate a new role, move to a new team. I've had clients create their own roles after pitching that to their leaders or to the leadership of the company because they were able to see that, hey, this is the right company for me. And there is, if I'm going back to you know where I'm getting the most energy and what I want to grow in, there's an opportunity for me to have impact in this part of the business too. So again, that values question is really important because it really allows you to identify how you can continue to amplify your values as you grow within the organization, or it sheds some light on, hey, this might this is the right role, maybe it's the right company for me right now, but as I think about longer term, I wanna be somewhere where I'm able to be more creative or more autonomous or more innovative or be more respected. So that's a really important question to ask yourself when you are content, when you are happy, when you're feeling aligned, 
to make sure that as you are checking in, right, as your values change too, right? As we grow and as we evolve as humans, our skills, our knowledge, our expertise, our values, right? Those things are going to shift alongside of us and it's important to come back and check in. So then the fourth question I want you to ask yourself when you are feeling content is what do I want to be doing more of? So a really important question because we can be looking at our jobs holistically and say, wow, I am really unhappy. I'm content. I don't want to leave or I don't plan on leaving this role. But it doesn't mean that there's not something else that you or something, some part of your current role that you would say, wow, but if I could be focusing more time on this and maybe less time on that, whew, I'd be even happier. I'd be even more excited. I'd be even more content, right? So asking yourself what you want to be doing more of, which allows you really consciously and subconsciously to identify what you're ready for more. Right. If there's some, if you want it, you're ready for it. Right. I, I believe that. That if you want it, you'll 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 make you'll find the way to be ready for it. That's really what I mean by that. And so when you think about, oh, I really want more of pro, like for me I, at that point, I really wanted more of program management. Well, what it allowed me to do was tell subconsciously and consciously tell myself, I'm ready for more program management. How do I now bridge that gap between maybe what the some of the skills, some of the interests, kind of going back to that development too, that I know that mentally I'm ready for that. I want to be doing more. Doing more of that's going to give me energy. And is there an area of opportunity for me to grow to make sure that that's something that I am doing more of? And again, that can end up being in your same role that you're in now, right? It might be that you're you're taking on another project, that you're shifting your scope of work. You can talk to your manager about this, or it's starting to prepare yourself for what is next for you. Oh, I really wanna be doing more project management. I really wanna be doing more administration, or I wanna be doing more facilitation, right? It allows you to think about what, you, what that next step can look like for you and give you the opportunity to begin preparing for it. The next question I want you to think about when you are feeling content in your current role is, where am I playing it safe? And I think this is a really important question to ask ourselves because we can often confuse being happy, being content with playing it safe. And there's nothing wrong with playing it safe. There's nothing wrong at all. Uh, But the more that we play it safe in our careers, we start to tell ourselves, almost start to build a build a protective bubble around ourselves. And while that's good in many ways, in some ways what happens is is it doesn't allow us to see the opportunities that can be out there for us. We kind of get into that tunnel vision. So I think it's important for you to ask yourself that question, you know, where am I playing it safe right now? Because it allows you to figure out like where you might be holding yourself back. You know, am I playing it safe right now, not speaking up in meetings? Am I playing it safe right now by, you know, not disclosing with my manager that I want more, you know, project management work? Is it, you know, where where are you feeling that you're playing it the most safe and why? I think that's an important question to ask yourself too and why. And seeing like where where is that safety holding you back that could be holding you back from really being able to understand what it is that gives you clarity and and figuring out what your next step is. That could be in conversations that you need to have, in the way that you're working, whatever that looks like. I want you to consider that because the more that we can get into that happy, content place, the more on the dark side of that, we can hold ourselves back because we don't want to lose that happiness and that contentment. 
So I want you to, to really think through and ask yourself, where where am I playing it most safe right now? What, is, what does that look like for me? And where might I be holding myself back? And that will allow you to start to figure out, okay, where can I start to get out of my comfort zone a little bit? Right? So the flip side of that question is, what, is, what does that look like to get out of my comfort zone for those areas where I'm playing it the most safe? All right, so the last question that I want you to ask yourself when you are feeling the most content and you're feeling happy, when you're like, I'm not even thinking about what my next step is, is when I think about the impact I want to have at the end of my career, how am I contributing to that now? And how do I want to contribute to that next? There's a visualization exercise I do with a lot of my clients where we imagine what their retirement party looks like. And you know, I walk them through this whole exercise. If you've been at conferences with me, I walk you through this too. But walk you through this exercise of us being at your retirement party and you know, everyone who you've ever cared about from a work perspective is there. And they're sharing the, the, in, the big impacts that you've had on them, their career, their businesses. And at the end of this visualization, we, we, we categorize this and we kind of we kind of bubble it up to the top and we look at it and we say, what ultimately is that impact? At the end of your career, if someone is saying one thing about your leg- legacy, your L&D career legacy, what is that? And then we backwards engineer into that and say, okay, so what does that look like now? What does the next step look like to actually get you closer to that? And so I want you to imagine that impact. What is that big impact at the end of your long, fruitful L&D career? What's that impact impact you want to have? What do you want to be known for? And what are you doing now to get you closer to that? So understanding in this particular moment, as you are happy, as you are content, as you are excited about your current role, what are the things that you're doing to get you closer to that? But then how can you contribute to that next? Right? If you just keep doing what you're doing now for the rest of your career, will that inevitably get you to that impact? If so, then maybe that's what you keep doing, right? But most likely what will happen is what you're doing now is setting parts of the foundation for that bigger overall impact. Or maybe if you've set half of the foundation, right? You've gotten halfway there. But if we're thinking about the rest of your career and the impact that you want to have, there's going to be more to that story than what you're doing right now at this particular moment. Unless you've been in your career for 40 years and you're ready to retire tomorrow, right? For those listening who have time left, any five years plus, right, left in your L&T career, most likely what you're doing right now in this moment is not going to be the thing that defines your entire L&D career. It's going to be all of the you know amalgamation of all the rest of the things that you do as well. So what happens is, is this allows you to think about and and give a lot of gratitude for the role that you have now and how it's contributing, but also think about what does that next step look like for me as far as getting me closer to having that ultimate impact that I want to have. And so when you answer these questions, what it helps you do is just get a general feeling, a general idea of what can the next step look like for me? It doesn't mean you have to pull the trigger and start applying for jobs tomorrow, right? But the more clarity you have over where you want to be putting your energy, what you want to grow in, the values you want to amplify, what you want to be doing more in, where you're playing it safe so you can stretch yourself, and how do you want to contribute to that overall legacy next, that then gives you this 
almost like a crystal ball, right? It gives you this sense of clarity. So that way, when you are ready, right? Not even when you're unhappy, but when you're ready or an opportunity comes your way, you'll be able to see that alignment so much quicker. And what you can do with all of this, I think it's really important to always have a resume ready. Again, most people wait until they're unhappy, until they're you know bored, they're overworked, underpaid to put together their resume and start looking. But when you already are clear on what it is that you want out of your overall career, you can start to put a resume together and have that ready. And I encourage you, even if you're feeling happy and you're aligned in what you're currently doing, have a resume ready and check in with it every you know, 60, 90 days, a quick little gut check, put it on your calendar and see if it aligns with your next steps. Go through these questions again and you can utilize them to make those iterations. Same thing with your personal brand. Right? Is the personal brand that you're creating for yourself, you know, does that align with the answers to these questions? I think it's really, really important to make sure that we are creating, I'm in the middle of a, a personal brand workshop series right now, a three-week workshop series, and being able to help everyone identify what their brand pillars are. It's so interesting to see where people are in their career transition and how they have aligned or maybe not aligned to those brand pillars in the past. And so now it gives them the opportunity to really get clear on who they are, what they want to bring to the table, the values that they have, and create that personal brand so that way opportunities, when they come your way, again, they're aligned with what it is that you are looking for. Same thing with building your network, right? Connecting with people who are doing more of the things that you want to be doing. Connecting with people who have already grown in the knowledge and expertise you want to grow in, um, who are doing what you want to be doing more, more of. You know, who are in that next space that are already contributing something similar to what you want your next, you know, that next role to look like for you or that impact that you want to have in your, in your overall, right? That legacy that you want to leave behind. Who's already, who's already doing what you want to do next? Making sure that you're crafting that network around the future version of you. Again, that doesn't mean it's even outside of your company. This is allowing you that if a role, a promotion comes available, a new role, a new, a new product, a new team comes up that you already are able to connect the dots, that it's the right fit for you. And then also, I think this allows you to create and, and understand more around who you might want to have as your mentor. So again, doesn't mean you're leaving tomorrow to go find a new boss, but if you know that there's a place where you're getting the most energy and you want to grow your knowledge and your expertise in, it allows you to find mentors who can help champion you, whether it's in your organization or not, right? And I think the most important part is to be able, when you're in that place of happiness and contentment, to be able to share these things with your leader, with your supervisor, and showcase, hey, here's where I'm gaining the most energy and here's where I want to grow. And here's how, you know, the values that I have are amplified by the work that I'm doing here. And here's what I want to be doing more of, right? This allows you to have these really open and honest conversations. And I find that in a culture that supports them, right? Most likely, I feel like if you're in a, in a culture that doesn't support this, you're probably maybe not as happy as you could be and might want to be looking for a role. But in many, many cultures that support this type of open dialogue, this now allows your supervisor to help champion you and get you there as well. And so it's not, you don't have to wait until you're feeling unhappy to then say, well, screw this, I'm leaving this company. While you're still feeling content or happy, you can go to your supervisor and say, I'm content and happy. And 
here's where I'm gaining a lot of energy and here's where I want to grow next and here's what I want to be doing more of. You know, can I take on more opportunities and being able to showcase that and start to start to put those into motion. What's nice too is it gives you an opportunity to to practice and to play and to take on more responsibility without having to go through getting a whole new job. So Again, some of you are probably in a spot right now where you are unhappy and you are not content and you are actively looking for a new role. And there are 111 other podcast episodes, right, geared towards that. But what I will say is this, is when you find that new dreamy L&D role that aligns with your skills, your interests, your values, that pays you your value, that allows you to be authentically you, I don't want you to forget that you still are allowed and should be thinking about what is the next step for me in my career and not waiting until you get to the point that you're in right now to start thinking about what that looks like. Now, again, I don't mean this is something you have to think about every single day. This is something, you know, on your first day of work, you don't have to be like, okay, and now where am I getting the most energy? What do I want to do next? Give yourself some time. But if once you get into a place where you're feeling content, and you're feeling happy, and you're feeling good, come and check in with these questions every 60, 90 days. Again, you're able to tweak your resume, have everything you know aligned, building that network, building your personal brand around it, gaining that mentorship, being able to share these things, especially early on with your supervisor. This will allow you to quantum leap in your career, whether it's where you are now, whether it's somewhere else, and it will give you the opportunity to not have to consistently be in that cycle of getting a new job, waiting until you're unhappy to find a new job, getting a new job, waiting until you're unhappy to find a new job, right? We're going to get out of that. And how do we stay from our nervous system perspective, right? How do we stay in this cycle of content where we're able to take from a place of abundance and think about what is next for me and my career? So I hope this helps. Would love to hear what some of your responses are to these questions too. So please feel free to DM me if this was helpful for you. Uh, I'm really, really uh, excited about this topic. And I think more people need to focus on coming at things from a place of content when we can, when we can, trust me. Um, I'm human too, having lots of human experiences. Um, so I know what that know what it's like to be like, uh, get me the F out of here right now, um, yesterday. But the more that we can be conscious about thinking about these things, the more we set ourselves up for success. So hope you all gained a lot from today's episode. I'm excited to hear about what some of your answers to these questions were and what you thought of today's episode. Please feel free to DM me and let me know. And I will catch you all next week. And I'll catch you all in summer camp. Make sure to DM me and get the, get the link for that. I can't wait to see you all there. Thank you so much for listening to the l Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.